Welcome to Dungeons and Diapers. Ooh, you may be asking what that is. We'll get to that in a little bit. I'm your host this week, Ryan Murphy. We're going to be swapping in hosts. We're going to be playing tag team. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Crofton Steers. How's it going? Hey, Ryan Murphy. It's me, Crofton Steers. It's going well. It's going well. I'm excited for this. Yeah, we're, I think we're both excited. And as I said your last name, I realized I'd never said it out loud in front of you. So that might have like, that could have been, you know, an edit moment where I was like, oh, I said his name wrong. So now would be the time to tell me if I said your name wrong. No, but honestly, like, it's not my last name that people have had the problems with over the years. It's definitely the first name. Crofton? It sounds like it's spelled, right? You'd think so, but I went to like a French elementary school and oh boy, it's only about three steps from Crofton to Craft Dinner. Let me just tell you that. There's no A in there. I don't, I don't It's like Crafton, Craft, oh. Craft Dinner. There, I did it. Three steps. Yeah, I could see that. Just due to the fact that with the with the accent, the O's next to an F and a T might actually sound like an A. But I mean that that's not what we're here to talk about. But that, that is kind of the point of this show. So I was in your neck of the woods. We ended up sitting down for pizza, and you had asked me. It's a good choice. How that? Yeah. How the hell do you do all this stuff? And I said, Well, it's it's really easy. You just you just keep adding until no, I'm just I'm joking. Um, it's it's not easy whatsoever. So that's the point of this podcast is just trying to see how much shit we can add to each other's plates before someone gets in trouble, right? Is that the idea? It it is a little bit like honestly, I was fascinated by the fact that you do all these shows. So for right. listeners who are unaware, like the Croftaholics that are just following me, oh, I yes, mean yeah. like. Uh, the um ryan does a zillion shows like and he's got the gamers in uh-huh. and now he's just done uh, a spinoff of the gamers in summoners call he's got a bunch of shows and three you like there's another one in there called yeah. zombies in my podcast so three total that's not a zillion that's <laughs> it's like not a, it's not a zillion but it might as well be because the way i i see it is a lot of these podcasts require homework uh-huh. so he's ryan's got to do a bunch of work for these shows like watch watch content consume consume content meanwhile he's got not one but a zillion kids oh. um <laughs> and so so it's just to me i find that i find it really interesting how he's able to sort of balance these things because i have one kid yeah. and uh, with another one on the way and uh and i do one podcast and even I have a real hard time. We both have full time jobs and stuff True. like that of, of balancing this stuff. So I think a lot of a lot of geek type parents are out there that are trying to find time for for their geeky indulgences as well mm-hmm. as being a parent at the same time. And it's not it's not obvious. Um, and I think we're at now with the generation, we're like one of the first generations that grew up with video games and a lot of this geeky content that other generations didn't have uh, before. And I know I'm having a hard time saying leaving some of it behind, sure, if yeah. any of it behind, right? So I'm interested to hear how you balance it. The point of this show, yeah, will be to sort of break it down. And uh, if you stay with us for 10 episodes, no, I'm joking. Uh, this is this podcast will will be free and always will be free and, and we're not gonna we're not gonna try to sell you steps on success because there's no there's no guidebook there's no sort of rule book. However, when when properly balancing and and figuring out how to continue, basically, long story short, it's possible to continue to be as as geeky and nerdy as you were before you had kids. If anything, I think it enhances it. 
And that's something we'll talk about, but don't get me wrong. There are certainly like panic attacks that come with, oh my God, I'm having my first uh, kid or even my second kid uh, or my zillionth as, as Crofton had, had put it. So as we continue with the show, we'll have more of those stories and we'll have more of those experiences and we'll have, we'll have topics related to, uh, you know, diapers and we'll have topics related to dungeons. But I think for this first episode, we're just going to kind of chat, see how it all how it all lands. And that's basically what Dungeons and Diapers is. It's discussing a balance and highlighting the fact that it's possible to continue being a super nerdy geek who does this type of stuff while raising uh, really good kids. And the, the, the true secret, Crofton, which I know you know, is to just have a child that sleeps. I mean... Oh, right. It's just magic. Yeah. It, and it's, Oh, it's not magic. Don't get me wrong. Although my coworkers might think it's magic because when I tell them, yeah, you know, Caden sleeps through the night, Abby sleeps through the night, but she goes to bed a little later. Yeah, it's really good. It's like, all right, you're lying. Do you tell them about the chloroform? (laughs) Like a light. No, no, I don't, because that would be illegal. Yeah, Uh, it's true. Yeah, it's true. It's even illegal when it's your kids, eh? Yeah. No, I I think that's well said, Ryan. And that's like, I do feel like this would be one of those episodes, you know, the pilot of anything you'll listen back to and you'll be like, geez, what were we thinking? But um, we got so good later on. We were so bad back then. (laughs) But but uh, but I do think you you hit the nail on the head, which is which is we want to discuss these things. And I selfishly, I want uh, to speak to you, somebody who has similar uh, similar interests and similar uh, experiences. because in many ways, like as as you get older, you notice that like e- people's nerd stripes, if you mm-hmm. will, become increasingly specific. Like, for instance, you are doing a podcast dedicated to one mobile game that is very specific to find somebody else who is willing to talk about that that game and be able to to engage in the the, the details surrounding it. That's a You know, that's just a challenge. And even my interests on the geeky side of the spectrum, the dungeon side are probably different than yours in some ways. Yeah. And honestly, like when we talk about balance, part of that balance is, uh, is finding reasons and outlets to match. So before I had kids, yeah, I didn't just spend an hour talking about video games. I spend more time playing video games, more time talking about video games. But this podcast will be, you know, an outlet for being able to talk about parenting, being able to talk about geeky stuff that isn't covered on the other shows, you know, go into more detail about what it's like to try and go see a movie these days. Like, you know, people who don't have kids can tune out for like 30 seconds. But, you know, when you want to go see a movie, we're going to talk about this in a bit. But when you go see a when you want to go see a movie, it's like it's an outing. Don't bring your kids. Boy, do I have a story about that. But like, just try to leave them at home in in a safe environment. Uh, and and to come up with that environment, to come up with that scenario without really hurting somebody else, it's a it's a compromise and it's a it's a balance. But we will talk. First off, I I wanted to tell a quick story because I felt like this was the only place I could tell it, and I thought it was hilarious. It's not related to dungeons or diapers, but it's an experience that I'm sure someone, all people have had. But I, I need to ask you, Croft, and I need your opinion because I respect your opinion or else, you know, we wouldn't be doing this show, right? That's the whole point of podcasting together. Uh, neighbor, my neighbor, he may or may not be an asshole. So I need to know. I've gotten a couple other people's opinions, but I need to know what your opinion is. So we have this new neighbor. He's been here for a couple months. He's kind of a, a beefy guy, like a really like one of those strong dudes who 
I don't know. I don't want to be stereotypical here, but he's can we just, give him a fake name? Or can we just like let's call him? Can we call him Jimbo? I don't know his name, but sure, Jimbo. If okay. your name is Jimbo and you're listening, I apologize. But you know, when, by the time we get to the end of the story, I don't think you'll feel so bad for Jimbo. So Jimbo, talk to him maybe like two or three times. He's been here for a couple months. It's winter here in Canada. We're both in Canada, so I have a winter cone on whenever I talk to him. So that may give him, you know, a little bit. Uh, anyways, we'll keep going. It might give him a little bit of strength, but anyways, we're we're at the mall. We're having our Tim Hortons. I know, stereotypical. You know, Caden's got his donut, and Abby's in her chair, and I'm kind of making sure she's okay. And Ashley, out of the corner of eye, looks looks out and says, like, "Oh, that's our neighbor." And I'm I'm feeling pretty jovial. It's a Sunday. I'm you know I'm not working, so I'm having a good time. I'm halfway through my extra large Hortons. coffee. Yeah, my Hortons. <laughs> you know, my my Hortons. Here's a who's, and uh, I turn around. And there he is. You know, it looks like him. He's a bigger guy. He's got his two kids with him. And it's like, well, it's got to be him. So he, I, I catch his eye. And, you know, we make eye contact. And I say, hey, how's it going? You know, very neighborly-like. And he just walks past. And then I turn back to Ashley. I'm like, that's, are you sure that's our neighbor? Are you sure that's our neighbor? And then I hear to the side, he, he turns around and he says, hey, uh, do I know you? Do I know you? And I'm like... I turned to Ashley, I turned to, to the guy, and I said, like, I'm pretty sure we're your neighbors. And he's he just looks at me all surprised, and he says, oh, no, sorry, man, I have a twin brother, so it happens. And he just walks off. And I said, I said, I turned back to Ashley, he's like, he has a twin brother. So either he has a twin brother, and I'm the unluckiest person in the world, or he's he's an asshole, right? Because, like, when you, when you don't, recognize someone that seems to recognize you you say oh sorry man i don't recognize you where do i know you from not i have a twin brother yeah twin brother sounds like bs however (laughs) um like did you recognize what he was wearing like was he wearing his winter coat i gotta discount the twin brother possibility here (laughs) so you're on his side is what you're saying well i'm just saying so is he clean shaven is there anything that indicates that he may not be the same person uh well, he's a bigger guy. It sounded like him. And the last time I saw him, he was out because uh, I see him all the time. Uh, look, I, I have nothing against vapors, but he was he vapes and he was outside walking the dog without it without a, a coat on. So like, I'm pretty sure that was him. He's he's got a buzzed head and he's like a really rough, rough go. And he's got the the anyways. I don't want to like try to describe him. Like because your description is definitely throwing me like, okay, so when you started the story, I was already leaning to asshole because obviously <laughs> this story had to lead, lead lead in that direction. Even taking away this this situation, a lot of like the little descriptors of whatever and I'm like uh, they the type of Canadian big guy that walks his dog without a coat doing his vaping, I'm like I'm thinking in my mind I'm like, yeah. <laughs> More likely than not, asshole. Okay. Not, not a slam dunk, but <laughs> but the twin thing. This is this is one of those things where it's like it is within the realm of possible. Um, it, and there was this guy I used to work with, and he was believe it or not my my MP in my area right. uh, under the Paul Martin government way back when, and then he lost his seat and all that. Now. He had a twin brother for realsies, mm-hmm. and and they even wore this the same goatee in the same way. Like, and he would, and this is true, 
go door to door to get people to vote for him. He'd go up one side of the street and his brother would do the other side of the street. And then when they would get and, and when he would get to a house and the person is like, did you forget something? He would know that they had reached the intersection point because, like, his brother had already been there. Now, this guy, if you met him, you would never think that he was a twin. Like, there's no telltale sign. He has a very, like, a face with lots of distinctive features. Um, So, I mean, it is possible that that guy's a twin, too. But, I mean, but if he's not a twin, definitely asshole. Well, okay, here's the kicker. So, you know... I'm the kind of guy who likes to obsess over these little details. Like if I have a, a social faux pas, as is, you know, greeting someone who you don't know, uh, it, it it eats away. And Ashley's like, it's not a big deal. Just leave it alone. It's like, no, like what? He has a twin? Like that doesn't make, I'm looking out my window. He's like, is that him? Oh no. Yeah. No, it is him. Okay. Is he wearing the same thing? And he was wearing the same giant bright yellow sweater. So I'm pretty sure he's an asshole. Yeah. Uh, look. More likely than not, he is an asshole. But this thing, this is what I find interesting because right. it takes a certain type of asshole to um, what is it where they say don't, don't shit where you eat? Is that the thing? Like yeah. so, he's he's essentially. You've said that you're his neighbor. You yeah. live next to him. You could potentially make his life really annoying. Well, if, yeah, and I'm not going to do that because no, I, I, I don't no, need not. that. You're type a nice of, guy. Yeah, you're oh, a nice guy. Thank you. But if if he was like going through his assholeness and was like this guy should i be an asshole to him yes or no and most of the time he says yes you think when the neighbor thing it's like i think we're neighbors no i'm still going to be an asshole like it it, it feels it feels like that's not a good play because no neighbors are right there you're gonna see you he's gonna see you again you know like you're right. We're going to see each other again. We're going to have that conversation. It, whenever I talk to him in the driveway when I'm getting home from work, he seems pretty jovial. So I thought, hey, I'll say hi to him because I'm a good neighbor and, you know, uh, Ryan Murphy is there. So, like, I said hi. And it, it kind of backfired. But I, I thought next time, now before we move on, next time I see him, I'm just going to say, how's your twin brother? And then that'll be that'll be the, that'll be the next step. In this little game we're playing. I love it. And see if that clues him in. Like if the gears start turning where he's like, oh no, I was an asshole. I'm so sorry. Or I don't have a twin brother. What are you talking about? Again, very stereotypical, but that's kind of what likely like. what he will say. Um, that that said, you're gonna have to keep us surprised of this situation. Oh. I must say, I'm very keen to know more. Especially yeah. throw in a twin brother. This has got all the makings of a Netflix series. <laughs> well, perfect. We haven't quite figured out the options yet, but yes, if Netflix wants to acquire the rights to this podcast and create a series, I'm more than happy about that. But you know, the reason we're recording today is because you tweeted out and this is going to date this episode a little bit but you tweeted out that your wife said she was going to uh give birth in the next four days in which i said hey we better record then to kind of get an episode under our belt uh before you know uh baby number two comes so you're uh you're in baby watch mode right yeah and honestly it's one of those situations where uh like so jesse's feeling pain in her lower back jesse's my Mm -hmm. wife i have a daughter gwendolyn and then we have another daughter on our way now gwen is three and a half so she's um we've we're now at this kind of sweet spot where she sleeps you know more or less 12 hours so goes to bed she fell asleep at eight tonight we'll sleep to like you know 7 30 or whatever tomorrow morning 
it's really great. It's allowed us to sort of reclaim our lives to a certain ex- extent, which is a lot of what, you know, this podcast is about. I've almost sort of forgotten what it's like with the newborns and all that sort of stuff, but I know it's coming soon and I know that uh, I have no idea, you know, what my schedule will be. I'm taking a month's leave, paternity leave, which is a benefit like I think any American listeners would be like, a month? That's oh, crazy. They're definitely you – know, don't even tell them like uh, how we're compensated for taking a month off because, I mean, most Americans, when I talk to my American friends about parental leave, they're just like, so what? You don't get paid for a whole month? And you're like, <laughs> no, I get paid. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'll be taking like vacation leave and different things to, mm-hmm. to make it work. But That's good. At, at, this, at the same time uh, – and that sounds great. So it sounds like, oh, I'm off for a month. Uh, but it's going to be a crazy month. I remember it being crazy and all that sort of stuff. So, and we just moved houses because we needed an, a house with another bedroom to support, to support baby and stuff. So it's kind of weird because I'm, I'm back into this this mode of like, um, you know, wondering as soon as I'm out of the house, like I went to work today, and I, and all day, you know, I check my phone, and when there wasn't a message from my wife for a certain amount of time, I'm like, what's going on? She just finished work last week, so she's not at you know at work anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and our daughter is kind of like you know she's I don't want to say cranky, but she's had a lot of change in her life lately and stuff, sure. and is and is adjusting. So it's all it's all like feels like a bunch of balls are up in the air. So I said, why not do a podcast? Well, why not? you know, get one under our belt to, to capture this moment of, of, I don't want to say impending doom, but like impending, uh, time, uh, I don't want to say time sync either. How do I describe a child without sounding terrible? It's true. And, uh, I, but I will say one thing I remember last time mm-hmm. was cause I'm much more in my free time. I'm much more of a video gamer than I am a watcher of TV shows and movies and stuff. But I do remember like, Lots of like 4 a.m. nights with Gwen down down on the couch where I was watching shows. And I got this stupid thing in my head where I felt like – like, okay, so she's an infant. Like she has no consciousness or whatever. Sure. Or like – but I felt like I couldn't watch anything with violence or sex in it. Like, like anything. Like I was just like – so I was watching like Neil deGrasse Tyson's Cosmos. So she's learning, and, and so yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, wow, I'm the world's best parent already. It's uh, <laughs> but but no, I was watching. But I ended up, I remember, and like th- these pop culture things, like th- what you're watching at that time, like they will be totally attached to Gwen's Gwen's life. Like j- the day before Jesse gave birth, we went to see the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie in theaters. Yeah. Or it was a couple of days before. And the baby was all like, whoa, and, and all hyped up in the belly during because there's a big sound and all this. And then then all the shows that I watched like at that time, like the first season of BoJack Horseman, I watched like Parks and Recreation, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like a lot of these sort of un- inoffensive, unoffensive comedies. Um, they, I will always remember them as being something like associated with Gwen as a newborn. Mm-hmm. So m- maybe, maybe I'm, I'm scared for nothing. There'll be a big amount of Dungeons content in my life. Still, mm-hmm. it'll just be watching shows. And this time, I may watch shows with violence. Yeah, I remember. So Abby was really different from Caden in that Caden was, uh, and I took three months parental with Caden. It was a lot of like Ryan, get up, take 
Caden for a drive. I need to sleep. And it was like usually three or four. And what I would do is I was, li- I was living in the North End. So there was a McDonald's just up the street. So I'd put the kid in the car seat. He'd fall asleep almost like by the time we hit McDonald's. And the drive drive through would be quiet. So I'd just like peek through, get a coffee. Sometimes if I was, as I continued to do it, I got real saucy. And it's like, I'm going to get a chicken McWrap. <laughs> I don't do this Sweet. anymore. It's incredibly unhealthy uh so it's a wrap. i it but yeah it's a wrap but it's like a meal wrap there's like chicken and sauce anyways it, it's a meal wrap it's it was not good don't recommend it for for 4 a.m drive throughs so i'd get this food and i get a coffee and i'd basically be up the rest of the night and uh and then i'd come home and put Caden to bed abby we didn't have to do any of that she uh she would wake up she'd want to eat and she'd go back to sleep and we've got her in a groove now where she's kind of sleeping through the night but there are those moments that you remember. And with Caden, I think I watched like a season, two or three seasons of Always uh, Sunny in Philadelphia. So I'm I'm the opposite of you. Like, I just <laughs> dove right in. I skipped violence and went straight to yeah. sex and uh, bad language. Cursing. And racism uh, and, uh, yeah. yeah, sexism. Yeah, well. No, it's it totally makes no difference to the baby. And it's it's just so no. funny because, like, my friend was watching, like, all the Game of Thrones with, the, with their infant. And, and I was like, really? you got to watch that Neil deGrasse Tyson's Cosmos. But, uh, You're a good parent but, like no, me. Yeah, yeah, apparently me. Um, but no, I, I'm so definitely on on watch and stuff like that. So I'm getting I'm getting my yucks in uh, while I can. Mm-hmm. And to that to that effect, I'm also prepping the house. Um, and so uh, I got this uh, this new TV. Mm. It's like this LG. Best Buy always has these sales on these TVs. Oh. And incident, incidentally, like I don't know, like I have a buddy who works for the Competition Bureau here in Canada, and it seems like they always have sales to the point that like there's something sketchy going on uh, there. So I've been monitoring Best Buy for this TV for a while, and sometimes it was on a sale for a hundred bucks, other times two hundred bucks, other times three hundred bucks. I finally like it peaked out at five hundred bucks off, and I got it. Hmm. I got it for that, but it was always on some level of sale. But the reviews were really good, and it's got like a, it's like a 4K HDR TV. And see, this is one of those things where, like, you know, you hear about all this stuff all the time. And as you're a guy who's big into games, it's like you, you'll be like on a website and they'll be like, here, watch like a video. And here's the, you know, 4K HDR version. But you can't really see it. No. Like you can't appreciate it, you know, until you see it on a, a screen. So it's very funny um, because I used to be really like, oh, pfft. That shit's garbage, but but then but then I I've seen it and now I'm just like this. I feel like I'm some religious convert and I'm going around telling my friends you need the HDR. You're oh. a born again 4K is what you're saying. The 4K I was already kind of sold on before because I sure. understood what it was. It was resolution mm-hmm. uh, improvement. So I kind of figured that I was like okay, but the HDR thing, which which is color and lighting and stuff. Everybody was like, you know, it makes as big, if not a bigger difference than 4K. And I was like, I don't know, whatever. What are you talking about? But, oh, boy, it certainly it certainly does. Like I was telling you before the show, mm-hmm. I put on Horizon Zero Dawn, same PlayStation 4 that I had, only di- same disc, only difference, TV. And like it, it's an OLED TV as well for whatever that's worth, but but uh, it really it it's really so much more impressive. I couldn't even I couldn't even believe it. And kudos to Sony for for patching in the HDR feature on on that PlayStation. But now I feel like 
when when I want to watch shows mm-hmm. or whatever, like with my infant, I'll be able to come down to the basement and I can watch super violent and upsetting sh- shows. And now my infant will feel like that stuff is happening in the room with them. Yeah. So that's cool. All you need is surround sound to really come. Is surround sound something people still do? Like it must be. Yeah, like there's a bunch of wires sticking out of my wall over there right now. And uh, the guy who was in this house before had a full surround sound setup and he tried to sell it to me. But I just bought this expensive house and I was kind of like, uh, I just like, bought your house, man. Lay off. Yeah, lay off. Don't try to upsell me your surround sound, buddy. Uh, but. <laughs> But yeah, it was almost it was almost like that. And uh, but then afterwards, now there's these wires sticking out. I'm like, why didn't I just get his stupid surround sound? Oh, yeah. I tried to. He tried to sell me the TV and the surround sound, but I knew his TV was old, like 2012, like my other TV. It was it didn't have any of these things. So I was like, I you know, I don't care. I'll give you less money. Uh, he's like, well, I'll take out the TV and just send you sell you the surround sound. And I didn't do it, but in retrospect, I probably should have. Although all the wires are set up there, I don't yeah. know though. As long as the like, wires are good, you you should be fine. And and the thing is, uh, I f- I find with, I you know, 4K is something um, that I was supposed to be able to purchase once we bought the new house, but you know, circumstances arise, and sometimes it's like, well, you we can afford the couch set, but the TV can't can't uh, come. We we only had room for one TV anyway, so it wasn't a deal breaker. Uh, so, but when I go to Costco, I'm like, I look at the TVs and I'm like, no, I can't stay too long. Cause if I stay too long, I will realize what I'm missing out on. And I do know that gaming on a 4k television with HDR and all the proper settings, you know, the TV alone bumps up the experience, but it's also the idea of paying for that super HD plan with Netflix and all their shows, which is pretty much all I watch on Netflix are the originals basically come in 4k. So you've got you know a a steady stream of content to enjoy on that television and possibly you know because now you and i both have kids of the age where if they did walk in on you watching altered carbon they might have some questions you know uh yeah no for for sure gwen would we definitely would not watch it anyway with her and to, to your point about that uh that I was because we now have a data unlimited plan which I didn't have before, mm-hmm. and I I was amazed at um, the amount of content that Netflix has and how how well it comes out. But the thing is, I actually had the 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 VIP plan for other reasons because the VIP plan in Netflix also allows multiple people to yeah. to log mm-hmm. into your account at the same time. And my mom and Jesse's dad and all this sort of stuff were kind of on it. And so we were like, oh, well, shit, we'll just get the the VIP plan. And we did. But now it's like now I'm actually taking advantage of it. And it's true. It, it, it really makes a big difference. And just to your point about Ultra Carbon, that's the, the show we're watching now. And it's totally my nerd stripe, which is like mm-hmm. cyberpunk, uh, Blade, Runner, uh, uh, Blade Runner-esque, you know, uh, amazing sort of visuals, like gritty and all that sort of stuff. Also like noir. I like noir fiction, detective fiction and all that. All of that stuff sort of comes together. And I can realize like I read some reviews and some people are like, oh, well, it's redundant of a lot of other things. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. But it's redundant of stuff that I like, so yeah. I super like it in 4K HDR. Well, there's not that many. Like, it's it's not it's not a redundancy of Game of Thrones. It's a redundancy of one movie that came out this year, being Blade Runner, 
uh, well, one good movie. Two, there was two movies, I guess, that technically came out this year of that nature. But the one Ghost in the Shell, I guess, wasn't that great. Also on Netflix, by the way, if you want to check Sweet. that out. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I watched part of the first episode, and honestly, it was at a point where Abby was. She has this like window where she's she's kind of grumpy at night before she goes to bed. So like watching TV, it's like it's like you're in a movie theater and someone's on their phone and they won't stop and it's like you just keep pausing and you look at the baby it's just like okay when are you gonna be done just screaming i can't hear what the man who has abs on his buttocks is saying yeah yeah the guy's super does. ripped so like some sometimes and i only got through like 20 20 years he never years. has a shirt on yeah, well, um, he was naked in the first scene or that you see him where he's just like oh okay i'm gonna stop killing everybody now and just go have a shower because i'm okay now um so the concept in that show is that the, that your body is like a sleeve and then your consciousness resides in this whatever chip. And so you can like change sleeves. Some sleeves get cloned and all this. And like so there's – so the same character uh, could be – look in you know different ways and stuff. But then you can get – like your mind can get fragmented if you do too much of this stuff. So it's really funny because um, uh, one of the ongoing things is that like he's in this super rip good looking sleeve and uh, uh like body and i keep being like well at one point like every other character loses their body or becomes somebody else like during the show oh. but of course he ne- he never he kind of never does because obviously he's the actor they're paying the big bucks to sure. and uh yeah. and if i was him too i wouldn't want to waste that sleeve i'd be like man check out how ripped i am this is amazing so like he, he'll take like shots and the people will be trying to fix him and they'll be like we should just get you a new sleeve he's like this one's good you know like he, <laughs> he, he he's cool with it he probably recognizes it's awesome and to be fair they come up with a narrative conceit of why that sleeve is important or why that body is important Our, but so- um with the sleeves are they just like are they human beings or are they manufactured human beings couldn't they just make a couple more of that specific sleeve or is it like a randomized process so there's there's both and this is what gets so confusing i don't want to Mm -hmm. reveal any spoilers but there's a lot of like so rich people will clone their 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 self to avoid that sort of fragmented thing they'll Mm -hmm. make multiple clones like in, uh, and they have 3D printers for like essentially bodies, and and, and they will they, they'll they'll print themselves out like these these clones, and then they, they, they'll th- you know they'll move their their consciousness through them. But there's also people like if you go to jail and something like that, like you can depending on the le- length of your sentence, they'll take you out of your body. They'll just put your con- consciousness in storage, and then they could give that body to someone else. So both those things happen. Ooh. So, so you find, you know, anyway, no spoilers, That's but there's, creepy. there's, yeah. Oh, there's some creep for sure. But when I was telling my buddy Mike about this again, he was like, Hey, isn't that the plot of the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, the sixth day? And, and I was like, <laughs> me, I'm like, maybe, but who cares? And, uh, and he's like, Oh, redundant. I'm like, God damn it. I'm like, it doesn't just because it's redundant doesn't make it not awesome. Now, anyway. now, is that Mike? Now, we, we plugged my shows, so we should probably plug your shows. Is that Mike from uh, Good, Bad, or Bullshit? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it is. It is Mike, Michael Hodgins from Good, Bad, or Bullshit, who maybe he has a kid. Maybe one day he'll come on this show. I think that He's... would be apt. And uh, his his uh, entrance exam is watching Altered Carbon and uh and seeing how to me about it how better it is how much better it is in comparison to the sixth day which i think had a plot point around sheep so there you go 
Uh, Speaking of geekiness, do you have any sort of dungeony stuff going on with you lately? Yeah, so it so Marvel did a weird thing in that it was a I think it was a social media PR stunt where Robert Downey Jr. like tweeted the Marvel account and said, "Hey, I want to see Infinity War a week before it comes out with all my best friends." And Marvel's like, "Oh, you mean?" And then tags a bunch of the actors. And then Robert Downey Jr. is like, how about everybody? And he's like, okay, we'll do it. So it's available to everybody a week early, which is April 27th. And I'm sitting there thinking like, I know I want to see this movie. And this is something we'll probably go it's into more. April in- now, eh? Yeah, we'll probably go more into depth uh, probably once I get a chance to see it. But the way I am sure, because as geeks, like, we want to see these movies, you know, day and date, at least the weekend they come out. And the way I've been doing that in the past is traveling to Kingston I thought Cuba. you were going to say the future. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the only way I could do it was I time travel. Yeah, definitely. Well, time travel would certainly help. It would definitely get me to my current plans that I've set up. But uh, yeah, so what What I normally do is I'll drive to Kingston. Uh, I'll drive to Napanee, which is about a three-hour drive-ish, to meet, to meet a friend from university. And then we'll drive to Kingston to go see the movie in a big, huge theater. And it's nice because you get to go see a movie with uh, with a, with a good friend, and he's also in the same boat as me. He has two kids, you know, uh, his youngest being the same age as, as Abby, my youngest. So it's a nice break to basically, like, we know we want to go see this movie, and basically let's team up to, uh, to have a discussion uh, with our significant others about saying, hey, we really want to see this movie. Is it okay if we like disappear for three or four hours or I guess in my case the whole day? So that's how we've done things and and I'm doing it again where I'm going to drive but this time I'm bringing the family and they're going to hang out and we're going to have a a big get together and it should be a good time but that's how I see movies and I have to kind of like pick and choose. So when people say, oh, you haven't seen Black Panther? It's like, no, I haven't seen Black Panther. I'll rent it the week before Infinity War comes out because that's how Marvel works, you know? And uh, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to cash in my, you know, drive six hours card to go see it. I'll wait. You know, I, I don't know. So you have to, you have to sort of categorize them. Like how many, how many um, Marvel flicks are you behind uh, right now? I just watched Ragnarok. Okay. Uh, so usually what I'll do is it, depending on the movie, like if it's, I usually watch it, like I'll rent it as soon as it comes out on, on DVD and I'll watch it there often. Sometimes I've watched it on Netflix. Like I've waited that long. I think the second Thor movie, I like waited forever. I think I watched the agents of shields, uh, connection episode before I watched dark world. But, uh, yeah, no, I I will, I will normally wait. So I'm not that far behind, but that's how Marvel works is they kind of like, they release it on DVD before the new one. Now, Black Panther may not come out in time before Infinity War, but th- that window is getting so much shorter between theaters and Blu-ray. Like, I think Last Jedi comes out next week yeah, on, yeah. on Blu-ray. And that's feels like yesterday that, that, was, that I went to That was the last theaters. movie I saw in theaters. And honestly, like, Star Wars has screwed up my ability to see other movies in theaters because mm-hmm. it's like between Star Wars and Marvel, both of which I'm huge fans of those respective franchises, mm-hmm. is really I'm in the same boat as you. Now, to make matters worse, and this is where I am with – I watched the trailer for uh, 
for the uh, the new Avengers movie, and I'm honestly stoked to see it, but I am super behind. So I have not seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I haven't seen Spider-Man Homecoming, what? I haven't seen Thor Ragnarok, and I haven't seen Black Panther. So I'm one that's one year those all came out last year so i'm one year behind which normally wouldn't be a big deal the last one i saw was doctor strange Hmm. and uh normally one year would not be a big deal but holy crap was it a big deal last year and i think a lot of them were needle movers and stuff now guardians 2 is on netflix and uh Mm -hmm. i i think jesse and i right after altered carbon were planning on uh watching that but like Ragnarok and uh, and Spider-Man Homecoming and I'm a huge uh, Spider-Man nerd and I can't believe I haven't I haven't seen this movie yet but like I feel like I'm almost getting a low level of anxiety seeing these trailers for the Avengers movie because and you're like oh it's moved up now it's early, in late April I'm like well not only will I have a kid but I'm super far behind on the you know like I'm not going to mm-hmm. see that movie for sure until like the summertime or something yeah i was of the i was kind of at the point where it's like there are a few movies and don't get me wrong folks like i don't travel you know for a day to see every movie that i can't wait to see it's usually i'd say minimum one movie a year maximum two what was the last one uh the last one would have been the last jedi which okay which made infinity war an interesting like uh, one of those conversations like didn't you just do that you know, and don't get me wrong, Ashley's very understanding. If I wanted to go see Infinity War that badly, I could just go buy a ticket. And I have done this. Actually, last summer, I was like, I'm having, you know, work is work. I need a break. I'm buying a ticket for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and I'm going to go see it. And I did. I just, I bought the ticket. I went and saw it. I sat down in the theater all by myself. Um, I think I got lucky. I had texted a friend like, I'm going to see Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm, I'm tired of working. This was a Saturday. He's like, oh, where are you sitting? Because we're about to go buy tickets as well. So I got lucky there. But um, when you have two kids, especially at the age where they're not babysittable, yeah. one of you has got to stay behind. And, it, and that's uh, that's what I have an artificially hard time with, too. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's nothing that's stopping me necessarily from going and seeing some of these movies, except for the fact that I know Jesse would like them, too, mm-hmm. and that – and then it's like, well, well, there's nothing to stop her from going individually afterwards. But part of, I guess, the enjoyment is having the conversations after. And that's like Mike uh, uh, and and Bo of Good, Bad, or Bullshit really wanted us all to see The Last Jedi right. within a certain window so that we could talk about it, right? Because – and we ended up doing an episode on it because we desperately wanted uh, to talk about it. And we knew that our significant others were perhaps not as – you know, into the, the nerdity as, as we were. Right. So, yeah. so it's all part of this event experience and you're right. Like this thing's going to come out that there's, it's going to have a cultural moment. Everybody's going to be talking about it. Mm-hmm. And like, I know I'm not going to be ready to watch it or to participate in that moment. And I'm going to be checking stuff on my phone and I'm going to be like, man, I feel left out. Avoid everything with spoilers, avoid any discussion. And it kind of sucks, you know? Yeah, it's one of those things, and like I said, there will be movies that come out where I just, I probably won't get a chance to see them, but usually once they become readily available to, to rent, I'm I'm there pretty close, and we turn, we, we make it into a sort of a, a date night in the house with, you know, the, you know, Abby, or Caden's usually in bed by then, so like, it's just, uh, and I can pause it whenever I need to pause it, so that's, that's beneficial, and also Ashley really isn't into 
you guys also may remember I did a podcast, uh, So I Married a Podcaster, where I podcasted with Ashley. And I think that's why she was super stoked about this project, because she's like, oh, great, he, she's not, he's not going to ask me to podcast with him anymore, because she wasn't as into it as I was. So uh, see, she's not really into the Marvel movies. She'll watch them with me. Um, like we were watching, I wanted to watch Thor and she's like, uh, is that the one with the, the guy with the long hair? I'm like, yeah, he has long hair, but he cuts it in this one. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I could be in. But, uh... How short. Oh yeah. No, Jesse's like that too, in the sense that like, she, she's more into like this stuff. She, she's has her own sort of nerd stripes mm-hmm. and, uh, it, it, but she definitely kind of like enjoys the Marvel stuff. The thing about Marvel and me is I was an avid Spider-Man comic book reader when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Um, and Marvel, you know, people getting this Marvel DC stuff. I was always kind of a Marvel guy. And so it is exciting for me to see all this stuff to, you know, come together on the big screen in a way that these epic comic book events would happen and you'd be like, this is unfilmable or this would never, like the amount of work that you would have to do to get to this, the point where this makes sense, you know, is so astronomical. Yeah. And, and, you know, when we talk about balance, like I don't want to make it sound like we just, we're just going to talk about how we get to do all the fun stuff and our our wives have to stay home and uh, that's certainly so far from, it's very far from the case because, you know, with Ashley, she says like, Oh, I kind of want to go to this concert. And I'm like, go oh, buy the tickets. Like I'll just, you know, I will stay home. I'll watch the, you know, Abby doesn't take a bottle, but she will survive. Like we'll make sure that everybody is a okay when you get back. And, and it's, she's going to see Reba, I think. And, uh, no, there's another concert in April. She's going to a couple concerts. She really likes country music. Me, yeah. not so much a fan. So again, like having kids sometimes and, opens up and opportunities. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, doing these these different things. That's okay. I mm-hmm. I think it's great in terms of the movie thing. Wh- one business that I can't believe doesn't exist in, yet, and because in our te- in our digitized world, like you, I feel like we're this close. You mentioned the release dates getting closer and closer mm-hmm. together, but the concept of like. If you want to watch in your home a movie on day of release that you, you know, that there be, you can do that, but it costs a sizable amount. Now, theaters will never go along with this, but I feel like in the era of Netflix where um, it's becoming a more competitive market, Mm -hmm. you're seeing these movies like that Cloverfield movie that was released like, you know, um, uh, as a surprise release on Netflix and in circumventing movie theaters entirely. Um, I, I, I just think that like, there's a business model there. Uh, and I think as, as people like us become parents, the idea of like all those movies I mentioned, I would have seen, I would have paid like 40 bucks to watch them in my home, Mm -hmm. you know, the day, the day and day, like, like you would a pay-per-view almost yeah. like, uh, or something you bring and maybe they're like, Oh, well, you know, people will bring in a bunch of people and we'll lose out on money that way. I'd like to see a studio test that, you know, yeah. and see, see if they would lose out on money. I, I think I'm not it, convinced. It would be really good to see a company bite the bullet. And I think it would have to be a larger one. So if Disney wanted to test it out on one of their like B franchises, uh, for Marvel, or maybe a, a Star Wars spinoff. I think that would be interesting to see. Like, okay, we're going to let you, you know, once the Disney streaming launches, we're going to let you rent uh, Star Wars Obi-Wan for $30. And you, you have a two-day window to watch it. And you can have a viewing party, but it's 30 bucks, Or maybe even 50 
You know, I, I don't know, like, and then the theaters get a cut of that. You know, it kind of goes to, I'm sure there's some sort of theater association that collects fees of some kind, because that's how the world works. But there are opportunities there. And, and hopefully, I think by the time our kids are a little older, like, we'll get there. Because you're right, like, Netflix is eating their lunch. And large corporations that own half the entertainment business are creating their own streaming services. So... We'll get there eventually, but I'm curious, how are you prepping, you know, kid number one for kid number two? Because, you know, Gwen, is it Gwendolyn or Gwen? Does she go by either? Gwen. We go, we go by Gwen. But yeah, we've, we've been thinking about that. And uh, it's, it's been, um, it's been great so far, almost too great. Like she pulls up Jesse's shirt, sticks her face on her belly and goes, hey, baby. Blah, 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 blah. And, and, <laughs> And, and like, if I was Jesse, I would feel pretty uh, harassed up to this point. But sure. she's always – she wakes up in the morning, comes into our room, goes immediately to talk to baby in Jesse's belly. And it's like, hey, good morning, baby. Wake up and all this sort of stuff. So it's really friggin' adorable. Yeah. Um, will that translate to her adjusting to have, having lost some of the attention? I, I don't know. I don't know because she's very much – uh, bad at playing by herself so she's like play with me daddy play with me mommy that sounds cute but it's like at one point you want your kid to be able to um self-direct a little bit and uh she's not really and so like when baby number two comes along i think there's going to be um, you know a major adjustment period how was it for you guys uh well that's i think where the parental leave comes in handy because caden was younger so he was only a year and a half when when abby was born and and it was more of a distraction piece. So when Ashley was trying to breastfeed or to change a diaper or whatever, I could take Caden and be like, hey, let's read a book. Or, hey, you know, uh, let's go make a snack or something. And and it worked out quite well. And then by the time I went back to work, Caden had turned two. And he was just, he was, as far as I know, okay with the scenario. He understood that Abby had to eat. And he understood that Abby sometimes cries and she needs to get her way because she's younger. But there were moments, you know, where Caden would get... Did he ever Did he ever say anything heartbreaking like, like, why does mommy love baby more than me or something like that? <laughs> He's not old enough quite yet to kind of like do that sort of thing, but... He well, that's what I'm most scared of. Yeah, he uh, currently, he's he's really into the mommy, daddy, play, play, and he'll grab your hand and he'll pull you. And if if you say, no, I've got to do X, Y, or Z, or no, daddy's got to go to work, or mommy's got to help Abby, he will kind of like, he'll put the face on, he'll sulk. So basically the facial expression equivalent of, you know, why don't you love me? <laughs> oh, brutal. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, if he just stands there and sinks his head down, it's like, uh-oh, this is not good. It's like, Caden, it's okay, like, I'll be right back. Or, you know, I just got to go do this one little thing. And then if he sits down, that's when, you know, round two's coming. You know, and he's he is starting to kind of uh, sulk, but we we don't give in because we don't want him to know that like we're dying. He's inside. getting to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're dying inside, but we try to do our best poker face. And uh, but other than that, like he's been fine. He plays a little more independently. I find when you all he wants you to do is walk with him to the corner, and you know, mommy, daddy, play, and then you go to sit down and play with him, and he'll just ignore you, but he'll be with his books. So sometimes it's like, you know, when you put a sleeping child down, you got to do it really carefully and stay a little bit long enough to make sure everything's kosher and then walk away. Like, like if you just bomb. take him over there and walk away, he'd be like, no, nah, no, nah, play, you know? Yeah. But really he just wants to 
fiddle with with his books or his trained set or whatever. So how old is he now? So he's two and a bit now. So two and a couple months. Okay. So they're the age. They're very close in age. Like uh, yeah. Which is, I mean, like I think it saved you guys a lot of pain because we're at the, like as I said earlier, the three and a half age where Gwen is like, not only is she very, uh, you know, walks around, talks around, talks all the time, and all that gets at that from her mom, I'm sure, um, but uh, but she's also just like. Uh, very much cognizant of attention and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I just, anyway, like I, I have a feeling there's going to be these heartbreaking conversations uh, at one point where, you know, baby's getting all this attention. She knows about baby. She pretends to be baby. Sometimes she pretends to be mommy. She has her dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, but I do think that like, I, I think often about that age gap, like it seems in many ways, like it's a great age gap, but I thought about the appeal of twins lately and how like twins is super intense when you'd have them, but then you would have two kids that are always able to play together. And so you're are going to be close to that, you know, like they'll be able to, they'll probably have, you know, at least have similar interests or be into similar type stuff, I guess, well, aside from this. Yeah, I think so. Thing. Yeah. Well, Caden's a boy and Abby's a girl. And, and I think like we were driving down the road and all of a sudden Peterborough's big on leaving stuff you don't want on the side of the road. And then if someone takes it in a couple, in a reasonable amount of time, you don't have to worry about taking it to the dump or trying to sell it. You just want to get rid of it. So we drive by and there's this like dollhouse, like this really fancy sort of dollhouse. So Ashley's like, oh, we should get it. And I'm like, I always hate doing this. So we go get it, we bring it in the van, and then, of course, the the neighbor comes out and is like, oh, enjoy it, have a good time. And I'm like, oh, God, just get in the van. Thank you. I'm stealing your then, shit. <laughs> but it was for free. It was free, but I just it's, still feel weird. I, I'm a twin. You don't know me. <laughs> Call back. Uh, but <laughs> I think that, uh, and then we brought it home, and then Caden's like all for it. He's playing with it. He won't let it go. He's having a good time. So he and Abby... I'm not not trying to suggest that, you know, once Abby's old enough to play with a dollhouse, they'll be right as rain together. But, like, I'm totally fine with mixing and matching. I'm not interested in, like, your Hot Wheels, your Barbies. They will play together uh, in a way that whatever works for them. And I'm already starting to see them interact. Like, Abby's on the ground. She's kind of moving around. And then Caden will sit beside her and kind of, you know, play with the, the book that we give her. But, honestly, his favorite thing to do is sit down run down and sit in front of Abby, grab whatever she's playing with and pick it up and run away and throw it down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> it's his favorite thing to do. And you can't help but laugh, but it is, it, you can't help but feel like annoyed for Abby. Cause it's like, she was using that dude. You're not even using it. You're literally picking it up and you're throwing it down the stairs. Toddlers so, are the, are the original internet trolls. He's uh, literally an internet troll. He, he's like, Oh, you like this? How'd you like it now? Woo! Yeah. And that's the thing is like the age gap of a year and a half, you do come across those instances where he, you can't leave him alone with her because sometimes it's cute. It's like, oh, they're playing together and you can go back and you can go about your business. But most times it's that throwing it uh, down the stairs or even worse, like if she's in her jumper, he'll like shake it vigorously, which is I'm like, no, no, you can't shake it. I mean, it may be funny to you, but like Abby's certainly not having a good time. Uh, neither of her brains, you know, that's, that's not good. Uh, but also he'll kind of like, you know, hit her on the head, like tap her on the head, 
but it's not a tap. It's kind of like a like a like a hand slap kind of thing. It's like oh no. So like your kid being three and a half, she definitely it, has a better sense of yeah, the consequences associated, of right? Hitting so, or of throwing, right? You know, she understands that. Caden, you you can't explain that to him. So oftentimes Ashley will have to kind of watch him like a hawk. You know, yeah, he's not the, that bad, the, but. Yeah. The side, the silver lining, I guess, is that he's not doing something maliciously. <clears throat> Excuse me, because if Gwen did do something like that, it would be she would have full, uh, you know, it would be her acting out, and it would be with full knowledge of what she was doing. Like, if she, she could, you know, like you hear these stories where, like, you know, some kid is like surrounded their baby sister with like pillows and said like, they live there now. I don't want to live with them anymore. You, you know, Aww. yeah. Or, you know, like, see, like I've read all these, I don't know why I torture myself with these stupid stories, yeah. but, but, but like you Google, you know, preparing your second kid and there's all sorts of nightmare uh, scenarios. I'm sure I will have experiences to share on this front sure. in the future as, as uh, baby number two arrives. Abby, Sort of out of nowhere, you know, you go back to work after parental leave and you you feel like you know, you're gone for eight hours a day, but it feels like sometimes you're gone for longer because you you're, you reckon your kids are sleeping or your kids are going to bed. You have limited time with them. Uh, so I come home from work today. I was traveling. So I got in a, a couple hours late and I'm prepping for the show and going through emails and stuff. And I hear upstairs, it's like, data, data, data. And I'm like, oh my God. She's just saying her first words, uh, and but she's saying this is uh, Abby and Caden's f- first words were both, you know, Dada. And we're not talking about accidentally saying Mama or accidentally saying Dada. Like we have video proof of her saying Dada Dada. <laughs> he's like Dada Dada Dada. Um, so that was kind of exciting. But I also that is exciting. Yeah, went to his cat. Oh well, I don't have a cat, so I guess I'm the next. Neither key. do we. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought, so wait, where'd cat come from? I don't know, books, whatever. Oh, I suppose, uh, but, yeah. But anyway, your kids love you more. Uh, <laughs> so, so that's great. No, that's, that's the concern, that, right? You know? That just happened? Uh, yeah, like just over the last couple of days, I've noticed it kind yeah. of like, kind of as she's learning to make sounds, you know, it's kind of like, oh, was that a data or was it just like a blah, 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 you know, like kind of gibberish. But now it's like distinct da 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 and uh and, and i feel old is she she's uh six months so, okay wow yeah. that's awesome wow yeah. so hopefully mama's next because with Caden, he also said dada first and i think it's associated with having the parental leave then going back to work and and suddenly you know oh we're, you know dada's gonna be home soon where's dada it's like so i feel bad for ashley because you know she's home with the kids and you'd think like Mom, but they they see Mama all day, right? So, um... also I think, and I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure of this, sure. but I, I think there's been studies that say just like phonetically, it's actually easier to say Dada than it is to say Mama. I think and so, that, and that that's a large part of why that's the one they say first. But yeah, um, and Ashley really shouldn't, you know, if it's any consolation, like Caden uh, is certainly a Mama's boy. Either way, I'm, I'm making my myself to sound out like a bad parent, but. Um, I'm sure you'll have plenty of other episodes to make you sound like a horrible parent. Honestly, if you took clips just from my other podcast and now this one, I, you could put together an epic montage of bad Croft and parenting. But we're, uh, we're all bad parents now, right? Yeah, that's yeah. fair. 
we could talk about that sometime. Yeah, yeah. Well, for sure, I, that's going to do it for the first episode of Dungeons and Diapers. You can visit us on the web at tgistudios.com slash dnd. That's right. If we ever do a dun- an actual Dungeons and Dragons show, someone's going to have to change their name, or at least their acronym. Email the show dnd at tgistudios.com. Follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at Armor V and Crofton at Crofton Steers. So check that out. That's going to do it for this episode of Dungeons and Diapers. Have a great week, y'all. Thanks, everybody. Send us mail.